Hey, this is Max from the Arkells, and you're listening to Underground Sports Philadelphia. What is going on, everybody? Welcome in to Underground Sports Philadelphia, episode number 285. KB coming at you from Underground Studios. And as always, this show would not be possible without our incredible, amazing local sponsors. Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA, LLC, and of course, the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, and our kick-ass friends over at Tomahawk Shades, the best in eyewear in the business. Right now, TomahawkShades.com. Black Friday sales already kicked off. You don't want to miss it. They're, they're going absolutely apeshit with their Black Friday sales. Right now, TomahawkShades.com for Black Friday week, I guess you could say. It's buy one, get two free. Yes, you heard me say that correctly. Tomahawk Shades, buy one, get two free with the promo code BFCM. That's TomahawkShades.com. Fill up your cart. Head over there. Black Friday sale. Buy one, get two free at TomahawkShades.com. That sale, you don't want to miss it. You don't want to, you want to take advantage of that. That's that's two free pairs of glasses for the price of one. So you're getting three for the price of one. And if you miss out on the Black Friday sale, you can use our promo code USP at checkout and you still get 25% off a pair of of glasses or your entire order. Whatever's in your cart with our promo code USP, you get 25% off your order at TomahawkShades.com. But their Black Friday sale now going on. Buy one, get two free with the code BFCM. And of course, support for Underground Sports Philadelphia is also brought to you by those amazing humans over at Manscaped. Yes, that's right. Ladies and gentlemen, the holidays are right around the corner, and that's why Manscaped is the gift for you. They are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience, and that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. That way, your tree is nicely trimmed. Thanks to advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. 
Guys, when I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery is going to last you up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. And one of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. And that bad boy is lighter than any star that you can put on the top of your tree. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology, which is faster than Santa is devouring those cookies late at night. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. Guys, if you've been listening to the Underground Sports Philadelphia podcast and to our podcasts on the network, you're, I, we want you to experience the Manscaped experience for yourself. Trim that junk of yours, trim that tree, and get it nice and clean for the holiday season. Get 20% off and free shipping with our code USP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code USP at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. And right now, Manscaped also with their holiday sale going on. Manscaped.com, Black Friday sale, 25% off at manscaped.com. The entire website, 25% off at manscaped.com for their Black Friday sale. I'm going to confirm that there's no promo code. Black Friday sale is live. Get 25% off and free shipping site-wide at manscaped.com slash holiday. And if you decide, you know, you, you don't have what, uh, you know, you're not, you're not ready to do all that shopping just yet, Use our promo code USP to get 20% off in free shipping. Almost as good as the Black Friday sale. Manscaped been hooking us up for quite some time now. Uh, and our balls have definitely thanked us. The, the, the underwear, the performance underwear that Manscaped has, second to none. Manscaped.com, promo code USP in the Black Friday sale. Manscaped.com slash holiday to get 25% off site-wide. So let's dive a little bit into this Eagles game because this team, they there's so much positive going on with the Philadelphia 76ers, with the Philadelphia Union. Uh, the Phillies even make a move signing a new pitching coach. Surprisingly, they got something done. That the Eagles aren't even a blip on my radar anymore. You know, this game, this past Sunday, as I record this here on Monday, uh... They they lose twenty two to seventeen to the Browns. I mean, this was a a must win game, and yet they still found a way to lose. Um, you know the the offense is just we've been saying it for weeks, guys, and we honestly said it during the preseason. You know, leading up to the season actually getting underway, this offense is so stagnant. It's disgusting. It's like a puddle on the ground, and mosquitoes are just flying in it. That's how stagnant this offense is. It's that bad. There's no creativity. It's so predictable. Anytime Jalen Hurts comes in, you automatically know it's a run play. Like, Ray Charles knows that they're going to be running the ball when Jalen Hurts comes in. Because they leave Carson Wentz out on the field as a wide receiver. It doesn't even sell the the concept of potentially having Jalen Hurts pass the ball. 
It's just so boring and lazy and uh, a drive staller. I absolutely hate the Jalen Hurts package. Uh, it, it's it's just a waste of time at this point um, because it does absolutely nothing. Like, woo, he ran for eight yards. Big deal. Like, I, I get nothing out of that. The, the offense gets nothing out of it. Jalen Hurts gets nothing out of it. Carson gets nothing out of it. it it's just such a waste of time. It's a pathetic excuse uh, to, to try to justify taking Jalen Hurts in the second round. And it, it's just it's pathetic. This coaching staff has has no no spine. No spine with this coaching staff. Miles Sanders on that first drive fumbles the ball on the four-yard line. And as soon as that happened, I knew that the running game for Sunday's game was just absolutely over. I, as soon as Miles fumbled and they gave the ball to the Browns on that possession, I knew that the run game was doomed for the rest of the, the afternoon. Miles Sanders was running like like a madman in this game. At one point, he had 10 carries for 60 yards or 64 yards. He finished the game 16 carries for 66 yards. That's just unacceptable. Like, the, the dude is gashing this Browns defense that didn't have Miles Garrett, mind you. We talked about that on Eagles Enemies with Dan Lab. Hopefully you check that out to listen to how bad this Browns defense truly is. 16 carries for 66. Like, it, it, he, he hit that threshold, and it was over. I don't get what goes through Doug Peterson's mind when it comes to Miles Sanders and just not letting him succeed. When he's successfully running the ball, they, they just seem to just get away from it. And I, I'm going to bring this up here because outside of, let's see here, the past couple of games with the Browns, you know, with where their, their defense has kind of stepped up in, in a way, uh, obviously the past couple games being in Cleveland, the weather has played a big part in it, but uh, leading up to, you know, the the month of October and September, listen to the amount of points the Browns have given up in games. 38, 30, 20, 38, uh, let's see. Yeah, so 38, 30, 20, 38, 23, 38, 34, and then the past couple weeks... Six, seven, and then 17 to the Eagles. This defense is not good, and you could only muster up 17 points against them without Miles Garrett, who is their best player on the team. Not just best defensive player, best player. And if he was playing in this game, he would have set all types of records for strip sacks, fumble recoveries, like, you name it, he, he would have had it because Jason Peters... I swear, he's got to be related to Tony Meatballs in some way, somehow, because he's a mob boss. The way that he is just able to have this organization on puppet strings blows my mind. He he was absolutely getting demolished in this game on Sunday. Like, pushed back, bullied, abused in this game. Had to check out because he was getting beat and came up with another phantom injury. Uh, to, to just get himself out of the game. And then Doug Peterson has the gall and, and the stones to come out and say that uh, Jason Peters is going to be the starting left tackle still. Like, what the fuck are we doing? 
I, I it, like if if the intention is to lose, great. Like, and and I am totally on board because if if this team makes the playoffs, it is it is detrimental to the future of this franchise if they make the playoffs uh, this season. But Jason Peters is a mob boss. Like I'm convinced he he is some sort of mafia syndicate. You know, learns techniques from the mafia and the mob because homie came in said he was willing to play guard and then as soon as there was an injury uh to Andre Dillard it was oh I'll move the tackle if you pay me and then the Eagles just bow down and pay him like what a waste of money a terrible allocation of assets in terms of just salary cap space to give Jason Peters the money you gave him and now with the team struggling and guys getting healthier and we've seen Jordan Mailata play well you still can't convince Jason Peters to go to guard or go to the bench. Like, what are we doing? It, it is such a joke how he, Jason Peters can just absolutely bully everybody in this building. It, Jeffrey Laurie gave him way too much, you know, power to this franchise, whatever it may be. I, I just truly don't understand how Jason Peters has this much pull in the organization to where this team is struggling, he's struggling playing the position he's playing right now, and the Eagles coaching staff still cannot get a grasp and get a get into Jason Peters' head and tell him, we need to make a change. It, it is truly mind-blowing because anybody, you know, any career field where you're struggling at your job, they're going to try to switch things around. They're going to try to let somebody else do the job and put you somewhere else. I've experienced it in retail before where they were trying to find my niche at my at my various stores that I've worked at in retail. It works with podcasting. You figure out your niche with what works with podcasting. Any career where you are struggling at a position, the, the people in charge should be looking to to fix what is not working and put you in a position to succeed or let you know, hey, you're not succeeding, so we're not going to be moving forward with you at this position anymore. It's that plain and simple. And yet this organization, time and time again with Jason Peters, ever since the Super Bowl, ha has just let him walk all over them. And it's pretty embarrassing, to be honest. Like The coaching staff, the front office, and everybody involved with Jason Peters and his ability to just be this type of chaotic and and you know controlling should be embarrassed you know this is a player in your organization and I'm very pro player don't get don't get that twisted but the fact that Jason Peters can just walk around this organization and have no you know worry or concern about losing his job because of who he is even though he's playing like shit is pretty pathetic. And Doug Peterson has lost a lot of my respect for that. The fact that he he does not have the the stones to just say, "Hey Jason, we're going to be playing some of these young guys that are going to be here for the future of this team." Like Jason Peters is fucking 38 years old. He's not going to be here. I mean, who the fuck knows with the way that they treat him, but uh he should not be here following this season. Let's put it that way. Jason Peters should not be here following the 2020 season. 
They need to see what they truly have in Jordan Mailata, and they're not allowing that to occur, which is just organizational malpractice. Like, the dude played so well, you know, for what he is and, and just above expectations for everybody in the games that he played at left tackle, and then you just completely pull the cord. It's just like Travis Fulgham right now. You're playing Alshon Jeffrey at wide receiver just for him to get two targets in a game. And one of them results in a Carson Wentz interception because Alshon tried to jump, jump too early, and realized that it wasn't 2012 anymore, and homie's hamstring just gave out on him, essentially, while he was trying to jump up in the air. It was so pathetic. And Doug talking about, we want to get Alshon more involved in the game plan, yada, yada. You have a better Alshon Jeffrey right now on this roster than what you have in real Alshon Jeffrey, and his name's Travis Fulgham. He led the league in receiving from weeks four to week nine because Carson Wentz trusts him, and now the way you're scheming the offense, you're not allowing Carson Wentz to get Travis Fulgham the ball because you're playing Alshon Jeffrey on snaps that Fulgham should be seeing, and it took until, I believe, 8 minutes and 33 seconds left in the third quarter for Travis Fulgham to even get a target in this game against the Cleveland Browns. It is just mind-blowingly and painstakingly dumb with how poorly this team functions right now. And Doug and Carson's stubbornness, the the way these two approach press conferences and and just the the shortness and the 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 cockiness that they have sure you you want to you know stand your ground this is still your job and their stubbornness and their just like hard-headedness is going to cost one or both of them their jobs flat out like that is what's going to happen you know it, it's it's just one of those things that's going to happen if things don't change dramatically over this last portion of the season with these last six games against you know the Seahawks Monday night against the Packers against the Saints against the Cardinals Cowboys in Washington heads are going to turn because Jeffrey Lurie's not going to stand for it it's just it, it is you want to pull your hair out whenever you listen to a press conference like I can't even listen to the press conferences anymore that's how like angry they make me with just the the lack of awareness that everyone in this organization has for this team right now is truly ridiculous like it almost seems like the the Philadelphia Eagles organization like the the coaching staff and the players for the for the most part not not everyone but for the most part are on a different planet. They're in the, uh, an isolated bubble compared to what the rest of the world is seeing. And they think because they're in first place in the division and have a chance at the playoffs and everything, that everything is just it's just dandy. It's just honky-dory. It's fine. No. <laughs> like, you look at the playoff picture brackets, and, and I am the first to say, take care of your own division. for Like, I, I don't care about the whole you know, switching up the playoff format and everything. I think that's kind of silly. Like, if you win your division, you should get in. And yes, this division is absolute dog shit. But, you know, you look at the divisions 
this season. You look at the expanded playoffs this season, and whoever ends up winning the NFC East is going to be the albatross of the playoff picture in the NFC. Like It's flat out that plain and simple. And I just don't think the coaching staff, I don't think the players, a lot of the players, I should say, like truly realize how bad this team is. Like it, they, it makes it seem that way. The way that they approach press conferences, the way that they're playing in the games, the way that they answer questions from the media, it truly seems like these guys have no fucking clue how bad this team is. And it, it's pretty... It's so sad and pathetic that it's hilarious. You know, like, it's like, oh, we got to play better. You know, you can talk about this, that, and the third. Uh, but we're just going to go out and we're going to... I got to play better. Dude, you guys are 3-6-1 and one <laughs> heading into the final six games of the season. And there's no way you're finishing 9-6-1. and one. You'll be lucky if you get to five wins with the remaining schedule that you have. It's just so absurd with with just the density that this team approaches, you know, week to week in and week out. How they approach things, it is so hilarious and it's so bad. Like this team is in in disarray. And once you wake up and realize how bad this team really is and the bad shape that they're in moving forward, especially if they make the playoffs, it's it's a disaster. Because it truly doesn't get easier this month when you play, you know, the Seahawks the final day of November. You play Aaron Rodgers and the Packers at Lambeau. The Saints come into town with who knows who's going to be playing quarterback for that team. Uh, And then you go to Arizona to play Kyler Murray, who could potentially be the MVP of the league. Before you have two final divisional games against the Cowboys in Washington that could potentially determine the division. But the next four games over the next month, like, stretch is, (laughs) like, this is make, not even make or break. Like, this is just, like, you are drowning right now. You are, you fell off the lifeboat of the Titanic, and you're in the middle of the ocean just hoping and praying to stay afloat. That's where this Eagles team is at right now. Because... No matter how healthy they've gotten with with guys coming back from injury, you know, you had Isaac Sayamalu come back, and it was so obvious how important he is to the run game when he was in that game on Sunday. Um, so thankfully he's back and, and healthy and ready to rock and roll. Um, but Jason Kelsey gets injured in this game, and he was, like, playing with one arm. <laughs> like, the dude is just a, a fucking warrior. And no matter how healthy this team gets, the stubbornness of Doug Peterson to just say, I'm going to play veteran players for whatever reason, whether it's because we're paying them the money to do so or because, you know, I'd rather play veterans. I don't know what it is, but it seems like veterans always have precedent in this on this team Um, because Jason Peters is playing over Jordan Mailata. There's no indication that Carson Wentz is getting benched, which me personally, I don't think you need to bench Carson. I think a lot of this is on coaching. Um, There's a lot of coaching mistakes happening that is not setting this team up for success. Is Carson playing terribly? Absolutely. But it's a whole 
like organizational issue right now with how bad the Eagles are. It's not just one facet being Carson Wentz that is holding this team back. So putting Jalen Hurts in is not going to, you know, solve everything. Um, you're playing Alshon Jeffrey over Travis Fulgham. Fucking ridiculous. That is just the dumbest thing ever. And like I said, Jason Peters over Jordan Mailata. Again, stupid, dumb, organizational malpractice. Like, for the betterment of this team, Jason Peters should be cut right now, to be honest. Like, thank you for all you've done for this team. Thank you for, you know, continuing to to be an all-time Eagle by playing, um, you know, for this, for this organization through thick and thin. But, my God, has Jason Peters turned into, like, the the ultimate we we adore this guy to man we fucking can't wait for this guy to get out and he's turning into an absolute villain of Philadelphia sports it's absolutely crazy the uh the heel turn that has occurred with the, with Jason Peters um because even last year I'd say you know I I love JP thank you for all you've done but this year man this year really like cemented that like it it's gone too far with the just, you know, Jason Peters trying to get through a full season. Jason Peters, we're going to do whatever it takes to make sure you're a part of this organization. Um, I, I just am I'm done with the entire Jason Peters love fest saga in the twilight, like the twilight's twilight of his career. It's, it's beyond nauseating to watch him play football week in and week out because he just eat there's penalties there's phantom injuries there's real injuries he, he's getting beat on a, a weekly basis by no names and I just I, I can't do it anymore I can't do the whole Jason Peters experience anymore it, it's so bad guys and and if you watch the games you know that you know that um I'm also on the the front that if you get rid of Zach Ertz, you're making a big mistake. You're making a big mistake because right now Richard Rodgers is outplaying Dallas Goddard. I don't care that you know it's Dallas Goddard getting schemed open and everything. No, there there's no reason for Richard Rodgers to be playing the way that he is. Um, and it's it's that also comes down to coaching. It comes down to to scheming guys open and and determining who's going where and it, it's a mess. This team is a mess, and like I said, it doesn't get any easier with Russell Wilson coming into town. The Eagles have not beaten the Seahawks since two thousand eight. Um, you know they went zero and two against them last year. They lost them in twenty seventeen. Um, it, it's 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 not a good. <laughs> formula for success right now the only piece of success that the Eagles have right now is they are undefeated in primetime games in 2020 but they also have not beaten the Seahawks since 2008 so one of those two things has to give what will it be who knows uh because with this team you never know and like I said it is it does no good for this team for the the future of the Philadelphia Eagles franchise if they make the playoffs this season. I'm saying that right now. As much as we love playoff football, as much as we love 
you know, seeing this team compete longer than the rest of the league. If the NFL draft were to happen today and the draft order was set today, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles would not have a top 15 pick while the rest of the NFC East would be in the top seven. Think about that. Think about if the Eagles were in the playoffs right now, they'd be getting, uh, a, I believe it would start with like the 18th or 17th pick uh, because they would definitely be the worst playoff team and probably get bounced first. Um, but not a top 15 pick where the rest of the division, so Washington, the Giants, and the Cowboys, would all have top seven picks in this draft to get better. Like that, the top seven of any draft, typically a, a normal NFL draft, you're getting a blue chip player that is going to be franchise altering if you draft and scout properly. A top seven pick typically ends up being a, a blue chip guy on paper to help improve your franchise. And the Eagles will miss out on that opportunity if they make the playoffs. Take them out of first place, and they're a top seven worst team in football. <laughs> let's let's be honest. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot that goes into, and yes, Howie Roseman fucking stinks at drafting. I, I, it, it all starts from the top for me. Howie Roseman, it starts with him. Poor decision-making draft-wise, poor money allocation, you know, with free agents. It, there, there's, there's a ton of stuff that starts with Howie Roseman. Roster construction right now with, with some of these guys that are on the roster. And yes, Howie can't draft well. I will say that till the day I die. There, there's very few players that Howie Roseman has drafted that have really panned out. And how he's clinging on by one fingernail to the 2018 draft to Carson Wentz and a, and a couple players here and there. Other than that, like, <laughs> how he's been a disaster with drafting. But this team overall when they draft in in the top 10 they typically come away with some good players typically come away with some good players and those players you know in the past couple of seasons um you've had Carson Wentz say what you want to you know say about that um but let, let's see you know they drafted number four, or number two in 2016 with Carson Wentz. Number four in 2013, you got Lane Johnson. If you want to count 2012 where they drafted number 12, they got Fletcher Cox. 2010 when they picked 13th, they got Brandon Graham. Uh, let's see. In the year 2000, they drafted sixth overall. They got Corey Simon, who was a fantastic defensive tackle. Uh, 1999, number two, obviously they drafted Donovan McNabb. Uh, 1995 was the one bust at number seven. Mike Mamulo did not pan out to be what, uh, everybody thought he could be. Uh, 1991, they drafted Anton Davis. Uh, 1987, they drafted Jerome Brown, ninth overall. In 1986, they drafted Keith Byers, 10th overall. Um, 
1970, eh, that's not really modern day, in 1970, but, you know, from from 1986 and in, in 1988, in, 1988 in the, uh, the 13th overall pick, they drafted Keith Jackson. Great tight end out of Oklahoma. Um, so from 1986 to, to now, with top 15 picks, they've hit on one, two, three, Uh, and in 1998, number 11 overall, they drafted Trey Thomas. So four, five, six. There's been like 10 hits in the top 15 in, in franchise history when they've drafted in that threshold. You know, give or take a few. That That's pretty good success. That's a good track record. And if the Eagles, you know, think the playoffs this year, like a one-year shot at the playoffs when this team is just so fucking bad and they're going to end up playing the Seahawks or the Cardinals or the Rams or, you know, one of these these wildcard teams that could be a division winner any other year if their division wasn't as good as it is, not talking about the NFC, the rest of the league, I, I just think that's an absolute mistake and, and they really need to reevaluate the 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 goal of these last six games and and realize that the playoffs would truly hurt this team more than it would help it's not like you're getting playoff revenue from you know fans coming in because fans are no longer allowed at the link it, it's it's one of those things that they really need to evaluate and determine is it truly worth the long term for this franchise to make the playoffs this year rather than, you know, figuring out a lot of things moving forward and and figuring out this team for the long haul. Because that's what's the most important thing is is, you know, players come and go, but this team is still going to be here and you've got to set it up for success year in and year out. And right now this team's not successful. So I I just don't find it, you know, productive to make the playoffs. But that's just me. And you guys can let us know how you feel about that by following us on Twitter and Instagram at UndergroundPHI. You can follow me on Twitter at KBIZZL311. Make sure you check out the website, UndergroundSportsPhiladelphia.com. And you can subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Apple Podcast, drop a five-star rating and review. Let me know how you feel about you know, my take on the Eagles. You know, them missing the playoffs being uh, more successful for this team in the long haul than making the playoffs. Five stars only because we have standards. We know you do too. You can check us out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, the TuneIn app, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts, we are there. And uh, we'll be back on Wednesday with a Thanksgiving Eve episode of underground sports philadelphia breaking down the latest in philly sports news got a lot to talk about with the sixers philly's hiring a new pitching coach we'll get into that the union uh in the playoffs and so much more plus we'll probably have a big thanksgiving topic as well to discuss twitch.tv slash underground sports phi is where you can watch the show live on wednesday nights Hit the follow button so you know when we go live. You get a notification right to your phone so you know exactly when we are live. And uh, make sure you guys stay safe. Do the right things this holiday season. 
keep wearing your masks, wash your hands, and uh, this show would not be possible without our incredible local sponsors helping us out. Main Auto LLC, Ducharms Pro Foot, Security 21 Security Systems, Paul J. Gillespie Incorporated, Bob Novick Auto Mall, Mark Ronchetti, CPA LLC, and the Dental Wellness Center of Vineland, and of course our friends at Tomahawk Shades and Manscaped. Use our promo code USP on both websites. TomahawkShades.com gets you 25% off your order. Right now their Black Friday sale is going on with buy two, or I'm sorry, buy one, get two free with the code BFCM, or use our code USP to get 25% off your entire order at TomahawkShades.com. And then, of course, our friends at Manscaped. Manscaped.com, promo code USP at checkout gets you 20% off in free shipping, and their Black Friday sale is going on right now. Manscaped.com slash holiday to get 25% off your entire order can't beat it shout out to manscaped and tomahawk shades and all of our local sponsors for supporting the show and uh we'll be back on wednesday for another edition of underground sports philadelphia this has been episode number 285 of underground sports philadelphia for matt and the rest of the crew i'm kb hopefully this eagles team figures something out Uh, But until next time, we are signing off. Peace.